So the, the message I'm sharing with my patients is how can we put you in the top 80% of all patients? Which means when you're exposed, you do the best to fight this off as well as you can. You're as healthy as you can possibly be. Your immune system is as strong as you can possibly be. And we just give you the best chance to come out of this because this is a time that's unprecedented in most of our lives. And it is a time of a lot of fear. It can be a time of anxiety. But I also, one thing I'm, you know, asking my patients to look at is looking at it as a time of hope and opportunity. Um, sort of, you know, and the Chinese character for crisis is the same as the Chinese character for opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really differentiate between the two. So this, we are definitely facing a public health crisis um, locally, nationally, and, and really in many, many countries around the world. But I also think it's an incredible opportunity um, for all of us to just sort of reevaluate um, many things and specifically to put more focus on our health, more focused on those who are close to us, those we love, and really take, take this time um, of quarantine for many, really just to sort of press pause and sort of just really really look at what could be good about this and how could you use this time to make yourself a better sort of resilient person. Hello and welcome to The Journey, your radio show, hosted by Neville D'Angelo, author of A Soundbite Life and Flight of the Fused Monkeys, a PRG Emerging Technologies Forum keynote speaker and founder of Rio Sports. I am Joseph Ellison. Enjoy! I am Neville. I tapped on a number of respected experts across the fields of our respective journeys, and I asked them how they are dealing with the current challenge, what they are advising those who value their influence, and what actionables they might have that will serve each of us supremely well. My guest today is Dr. Jeff Crippen, who will advise us specifically and how to optimize our immune health, and how to be optimally prepared for viral challenges. Along the journey, we stop at intriguing places and meet fascinating people with novel solutions to some of life's tricky questions. And we play a few games and track the remarkable characters of three classic books, a Soundbite Life, Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and Illicet, A Time to Begin Again, all of which can be found on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Dr. Jeff Crippen, founder of the Crippen Wellness Center, is also a coach and trainer around the globe. Our regular listeners were recently privileged beneficiaries of his three-part series, Your Body is Smart which remains available in our health segment. If you haven't heard it, you may access it, of course, wherever you listen to us, or go directly to the Journeys platform and click on Health. The Journeys platform is thejourney.riosports.com. Click on Health. Dr. Crippen, welcome and thank you for joining our show once again. Wonderful to be here. Thank you very much for having me once again, Neville. 
Of course, I'm privy, thank you, to your fantastic and pertinent article, which you've entitled Optimizing Immune Health, and which I have since posted on our platform. Uh, can you take us through that? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just for your listeners, right now we're recording this just after 1 p.m. Central Time on uh, Friday, March 27th. And, um, you know, we are a full three months into this pandemic worldwide, although the worst of it has hit the United States in the last few weeks. And uh, depending on where you are in the world, the worst of it uh, has been going on for somewhere between a few weeks in a few months, and I mean the worst of it up to this point, because as of right now, we are still um, we're still on the growth part, the exponential growth cycle, and in most countries around the world. So, um, you know, this is something I first started hearing about and getting my attention in January, but it wasn't something um, that I really. It took me a few weeks to a month to really understand um, the beginning of the scale of what was coming. And, and this is an article I wrote in late February um, for my patients about, you know, one is how to optimize your immune health, which is important for any time of the year, um, especially during the winter months, which is traditionally flu season um, in the Northern Hemisphere. But beyond that, especially, where we are right now, which is, you know, facing a, a global pandemic. So what I wanted to do is have, have something I could give, recognizing what I thought um, was coming or what had the potential to come. I thought, you know, it was my, my duty and role to try to educate um, my patients and clients and, and, and people mm -hmm. as, as much as I could. And so what I the article you're referencing, I think this is something you'll be making available on your website. Right. Uh, yeah. It's called Opti Optimizing Immune Health. So, and this isn't, you know, just to kind of be clear, this isn't, uh, this isn't treatment for, for COVID-19. This isn't any, any plan like that. This is how can you make your body stronger mm -hmm. and maximize your chances of being healthy? Mm -hmm. Because we know, what we know, what I think we know, is that the strength of the host immune system matters. And the way I would, I would argue or I propose that we know that is because we can look at different demographics and we can see how often they're affected by, um, by, by COVID-19. And I'll give you, for an example, this is, um, this is a study based on the... Um, Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention, but basically they found the death rate for patients, the death rate of COVID-19 for patients um, with different pre-existing conditions. So if someone has heart disease, they have a death rate of about of 10.5%. Uh, if they have diabetes, they have a death rate of 7.3%. Chronic respiratory disease, lung issues, 6.3%. High blood pressure, 6%. Cancer, 5.6%. But someone with no pre-existing conditions has the death rate under 1%. Mm -hmm. So what I think is powerful about that is um, it does tell us that the healthier we can be will maximize, you know, will maximize our chances of, of having, a, you know, having a survival response through this or being as healthy as we can through this. Mm -hmm. So how do we do that? So the, 
the first thing, and I think this is this is really important. I think this is number one on the list for a reason: is decrease the consumption of refined sugars and carbohydrates. The reasons for this are manyfold, um, but one of the most um, striking one is elevated blood sugar can lower your immune system up to 75% for up to four to six hours. So, you know, that's never really a great idea to lower your immune system by 75%. But especially right now, um, sugar can also feed different types of pathogens. And, And I think we can see that a little bit you know, we have just some anecdotal evidence around um, the death rate for diabetes being seven to eight times higher, almost eight times higher than somebody without any pre-existing conditions. So we have a bit of anecdotal evidence to say, hey, you know, elevated blood sugar can ha- can possibly have an effect on that. So let's do our best to keep our immune system as healthy as possible. And what that means is throw out sugar and throw out carbohydrates. Now, one of the unique things about um, COVID-19 is... And one of the things that makes it so easily spread, and maybe hearing the term are not um, being bandied about more now than ever before, and what that basically means is how many people does one person who gets it infect? Mm-hmm. So if, if one person gets it and they infect on average two people, it has an R, R not of two. If on average they affect six people, it has an R not of six, and if they infect less on average, a half a person that has R not under one. Mm-hmm. And the significance of that is um, the higher that R not is, the more people are going to get affected and the more it's going to grow exponentially. And a lot of the public health initiatives um, right now, including social distancing, including lots of places around the world, including United States and, and Dallas specifically, are on some variation of lockdown, um, closing non-essential businesses. And there's other parts of the world that haven't got there yet. And, you know, some parts of China that are just now being released from lockdown uh, after two months. But that's the, that's, the, that's the main focus of that is increasing, um, increasing the distance between people to lower that R0 to make that less infected. Mm-hmm. Now, the difficulty with this um, virus versus most others is the long incubation period, which means the long period of time someone's infected before they show a symptom. So on average, at least what I, what I saw, the last number I saw was about 11, 11.5 days on average where someone could be infected before they showed a symptom. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's as few as two days. Other times there, there's a couple case reports of it being as long as 21 days or even 27 days. But most of the time it's between 11 and a half days. You catch most people at two weeks, mm-hmm. which is why the CDC has recommended, at least here in the U.S., a self-quarantine of two weeks to take your temperature. Um, but the difficulty is we have people, many people, probably millions worldwide, walking around infected but not showing symptoms, and those people are capable of passing that to other, the, the, the virus to others, and that's part of the reason it spread so quickly around the world. So one interesting thing about that is what they found is 50% of the people um, report loss of taste or loss of smell during the asymptomatic phase before they develop the fever or cough. Mm-hmm. So, and that can, and the reason that's important is that could be an early indicator. Mm-hmm. Not everyone gets that, but 50% of the time they're seeing uh, loss of taste and loss of smell. So for any of your listeners out there, if you begin to have that, um, either one of those symptoms, um, 
it may be worth consulting um, a public health official in your area. Um, but in the connection to that is zinc is the, the main mineral that you use for smell and that you use for taste. And zinc, your zinc needs shoot up during a viral infection. Mm. So what's happening, I think, in those cases is the people, um, the zinc is being used up in an attempt to, to keep the virus at bay, and it's showing up as a lessening um, as a, as a change in the in, or a loss of smell and taste, mm. and that and that connects back to sugar and carbohydrate consumption because excessive consumptions of sugar and refined heart refined carbohydrates deplete zinc stores. In fact, zinc is needed for the production of insulin, which helps regulate blood sugar. Mm. So that's a bit of a longer explanation around decreased refined sugar and carbohydrates because those increase your blood sugar, which lowers your immune system. They also may be implicated in helping to use up zinc, which is a vital mineral important in keeping your immune system healthy. Hmm. And then, um, so that's, num- that's number one. So for no- number two is make sure you're getting enough rest. This includes going to bed at a consistent hour, getting enough sleep to optimize immune function. And also I'll connect in number five with, with this, which is optimize stress levels which is not easy to do right now, um, especially if you own a television <laughs> or if you, uh, if you have a Twitter account <laughs> or you go on social media because there is certainly a lot of fear um, around this. And that, I think, you know, we were talking briefly before we started recording, Neville, mm-hmm. which is part of the reason we're doing this, which is there's a lot of things at a time like this that we can't control or that it seems like we can't control. But I think what's important to focus on is what things we can control. Yes. yes. And one of those is something as simple as when you go to bed. And another one is how we handle stress levels. You know, because simply put, in a high-stress situation and not getting enough sleep, being sleep-deprived is an example of that. When stress goes up, cortisol goes up because that's a stress hormone. And when cortisol goes up, immune system goes down. Mm-hmm. So that absolutely suppresses immune function. So finding an activity, whether that's, you know, whether that's a meditation, whether that's a yoga, whether that's waking up and doing a gratitude process to start your day or end your day, whether it's writing a thank you letter to someone, whether it's staying connected with friends and offering to help, you know, doing random acts of kindness as, as you can or virtual ones um, at a time like this. Um, the more you can do to optimize stress, make sure you get enough rest, to balance out those cortisol levels you're actually doing a powerful, powerful uh, thing to support your immune system. And right now, more than ever, you want your immune system functioning uh, as close to 100% as you can. Mm-hmm. So that's that's sort of number two and number five there. So we'll go, next one is number three, which is stay hydrated. Um, this one's pretty, pretty simple and straightforward. Uh, drink half your body weight in ounces. So if you take how much you weigh in pounds, Divide that by two, um, and that's the number of ounces you want to try to drink. For those of us, um, those of you who are around the world that are joining us, um, basically what that equates to on the metric system is about 350 milliliters of water for every 10 kgs. So if you you do your weight in kilograms, um, it's 35 milliliters per kilogram or 350 milliliters per 10 kgs. You want to do clean water, preferably natural spring water, and if you're drinking um, any caffeinated vegetables, coffee, teas, and I hope not sodas, especially after we already talked about number one, but if you're doing anything with caffeine, 
caffeine is a diuretic, which means it causes the loss of water from the body. So for every, basically for every ounce or milliliter of coffee you drink, you want to add an additional amount of water to do that. So let's say you weigh 150 pounds, the recommendation would be to do 75 ounces of water. If you're drinking 12 ounces of coffee per day, you want to do your normal 75 ounces of, of water, but you want to add an additional 12 to go up to 87 ounces to make up for the coffee that you drank and the water you lost because of that coffee. If that Does that kind of make sense? It makes up uh, good sense, yes. Yeah, great. And then, and then, same thing on the if you're using the metric system as well, you can work on uh, work on that way. For every milliliter of coffee or caffeinated tea you drink, you want to add an extra milliliter of water on top of your normal recommendation. Mm-hmm. Good. So number four is is optimize your vitamin D levels. So we vitamin D is it's a vitamin, uh, but it's the only vitamin we can actually make in our body. So um, vitamin A and vitamin B and vitamin C vitamin E and um, none of those can the body make itself. Vitamin K can be made by some of the bacteria that live in the gut, but the body does not have the ability to make any vitamin except for vitamin D, which is part of the reason some people have called vitamin D actually a hormone in our body because it's something we can actually make more like a hormone than a vitamin. But it is vitally important for many, many, many different functions of the body, but what's really germane to our conversation right now is vitally important for immune function. So how do you get this? Probably one of the best ways to get this is through sun exposure. Um, and that is, um, you know, that is probably the simplest way and, and sort of, it's hard to give a general rule of thumb on how much vitamin D someone needs. But, the, but if, because it really depends on a lot of factors, one is a lot of factors, but I'll give you three main ones. The first main factor it depends on is how much of your skin is exposed. If you're out there in shorts and a t-shirt, you make vitamin D a lot, a lot more efficiently than if you're out there um, covered in long pants and a long shirt. Mm. The second one is the strength of the sun. So if you're out there at midday, you make more vitamin D than you do at 6 o'clock at night. And you make more vitamin D during the summer months when the sun's stronger than you do during the winter months. Um, when, uh, when the sun is weaker. And the third thing is the skin color, the tone of your skin. The darker the pigment of your skin, uh, the less um, vitamin D you make in a given, given amount of time. So, so based on all that, you put that together and you want to aim, and as a general rule, for 10 to 40 minutes per day of sun exposure. Um, the, the, basically, the weaker the sun, or the, the later in the day you go out or the closer it is to winter, you want to spend more time in the sun. The darker the pigment of the skin, you want to spend more time in your sun as well. Um, for, those, for those of you who live around uh, places around the world where it's not possible to get the sun right now or your job or work precludes you from doing that, there are ways to get vitamin D through the diet. And the best sources of food are foods like egg yolks, salmon, liver, mushrooms, spinach, um, and then you also do have the option to get it from uh, from supplements as well. So those are those are kind of the third ways. My my favorite way is through the sun. My second favorite way is, is through food, um, and the third favorite way is is through supplements. 
good, good, good. And then, the, go ahead. No, no, you keep keep going, please. Okay, and I was going to say that the final one, and 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 just these first recommendations are all just how to optimize your immune self overall. We're not talking about anything specifically. We're not talking about COVID. We're even not talking about viral viruses specifically. But these are recommendations that are great for your overall health all year round. And really, no matter what you're confronting, whether that's a, a pathogen, whether it's a bacteria or a, a fungus or a parasite or whatever you're doing, these recommendations are, are helpful for all of those. Uh, and so the final one is there's two main nutrients. There's two main minerals the immune system needs to work. And the first one is zinc. We talked about that earlier. We talked about um, 50% of the time, asymptomatic people will have a loss of smell and or taste. Mm -hmm. That is a sign of low zinc levels. So you can do that from supplement form, although the best form would be for food once again, and your food's highest in zinc are on the sheet. But for those listening, pumpkin seeds, oysters, uh, grass-fed butter, grass-fed meat, um, raw cacao, asparagus, spinach, almonds, cashews, and watermelon seeds would be some great sources for you there. Um, and then for the number one, there's many nutrients, uh, many vitamins that are important for immune function. We already talked about vitamin D, um, but I'll highlight vitamin C here as well because that is a very powerful um, source. And best food sources of vitamin C are guava, bell pepper, kiwi, strawberry, orange, papaya, broccoli, uh, and then tomato, kale, and snow peas. Um, if you're looking for an animal source for vitamin C, you can actually find it through organ meats. Um, and specifically, the organ that's highest in vitamin C is uh, the adrenal gland. So if, um, if organ meats are part of your diet or available, uh, adrenal adrenal gland um, would be one of the best sources of that um, from a from a from an animal source. Oh, this is and great. Those are sort of, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. And, and, no, no. I was just going to say, and those sort of conclude like the top the top six. I would say boost your immune system overall. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We'll be right back. My guest is Dr. Jeff Crippen. You can access his list under the title Optimizing Immune Health, which is posted in our health segment on our platform, thejourney.riosports.com. I am back with our guest, Dr. Crippen. Okay, and, and, and now, you know, the next couple of things you want to talk about is specific recommendations for viral challenges specifically. Mm -hmm. So obviously the... SARS-CoV, you know, to the new, the virus causing, um, you know, COVID-19, um, you know, obviously it's, it's viral in nature. So the question is, what can we do to support immune function, specifically in the face of viral challenges? Mm -hmm. And one of the best things we have to do that is garlic. Now, here's the thing on garlic. Um, it, it has to be raw mm -hmm. or it doesn't work. Mm. Um so certain garlic supplements are okay, but most of them, I'd say the, the large majority of them, are not. So if it's aged garlic, it doesn't work. If it's crushed, or if, sorry, if it's aged garlic, it doesn't work. And if it is um, odorless garlic, it is no good as well. Um, the garlic 
um, to have the anti the antiviral component within garlic is called allicin, and to to maximize that content, the garlic must be raw, mm-hmm. um, crushed, exposed to air for ten minutes, and then consumed. Now, did you so say allicin? What is it called again? Allicin. Uh huh. Yep, it is the allicin content. Okay. Good. Good. And, and you can look at that. Um, certain supplements uh, will list the amount of allicin on there. Um, but you really want to make sure you're getting it from a good quality company or reputable source. Mm-hmm. And if you have any information, if you want some specific recommendations, there's a, there's a company uh, I really I like and I use, and I actually um, bring, bring it in out actually from Australia. It's definitely enough in Australia, the herbal Herbal companies in Australia have to follow the same recommendations as the pharmaceutical company in terms of quality and purity standards. So basically, you know what you're getting when mm-hmm. it's in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you have any questions about that, you could email the office, um, email our office, and uh, or give us a call. And that information is on the bottom of uh, on the handout. But I'll, you know, I can give it to you here. It's office uh, at Crippen, C-R-I-P-P-E-N, wellness.com. Or you give us a call at 940-241-7174. But you want to make sure you have something with high allicin content. Um, The way to maximize that at home, like I said, raw garlic, crush it, leave it exposed to air for 10 minutes, and then go ahead and consume it. Um, And that is is the best way to do it. And they're interesting. I just, just in the last couple of days, uh, heard you can actually... um, use a way to purify the air. So one of the, one of the studies that came out in the last week is that, um, you know, the virus that causes COVID-19 is, can stay in the air for at least three hours. Researchers, I think it was published in the New England Journal of Medicine, they found that after three hours, they could still find viral particles in the air. So that means, hey, we may need to make sure the air is clean, not on top of washing our hands. And one way to do that is just leaving a little bit of garlic or leaving some onion cut up um, in a room of your house. So it'll smell a little bit like garlic or onion or a lot, um, <laughs> but that is the way to naturally uh, purify the air. Mm-hmm. Sort of a, a sort of story I heard around that is um, in one, one Chinese ca- uh, county in the Shandong province uh, where most of the garlic is produced, um, amazingly they didn't have a single reported case. And this is according to Dr. Andrew Weil. He reported this on the Kevin Rose Show. They didn't have a single reported case of um, of COVID-19 in a population of 1.3 million people and 30,000 of those actually worked in Wuhan. Hmm. And so a, a specific Chinese doctor was investigating why they found that. And you know, his theory was that they are naturally high at the garlic capital of China. Um, consumption of garlic is very high there. Hmm. So that may have been one of the mechanisms that, that was protecting them. So, um, It'll take a while for all this to shake out the research to catch up to what's happening. But I'd say in the meantime, having one or two cloves of garlic per day raw um, is a great idea either way. Yep. So the next thing we have is uh, there's certain herbs that are have, will have Im- immune boosting capabilities and specifically against viruses. Mm-hmm. The first one is astragalus. It's a Chinese herb, strong antiviral and safe for long-term use. Um, echinacea is uh, another well-researched herb. It's, it's more of an immune tonic. It doesn't really necessarily um, 
boost your immune system, especially because some people with autoimmune diseases might think, well, I don't necessarily want to boost your immune system. In a situation like that, um, or in an autoimmune situation, but echinacea is more an immune tonic, so it balances out. If your immune system is low, it'll bring it up. If it's hyperactive, it'll balance it out and bring it back down. But it is. Um, it also has some antiviral properties, mm-hmm. as well as do the herbs golden seal and chaparral. Um, both of those are, you know, powerful immune uh, immune supporting herbs. Um, and and are, again, are these all herbs you can just go and get in the grocery store, or these are special herbs you have to order? Uh, so these are available from, you know, uh, a natural health store. If some of you have a, um, a natural physician or uh, an acupuncturist or a doctor of Ayurvedic medicine, or there's different places you can get them from, but you also can get them online or in a store. And again, I'll just just plug once again, quality matters. Um, each one of these herbs has active ingredients, just like it was allicin in the garlic. Mm-hmm. Each of these herbs have active ingredients that sort of make them work, and you just want to make sure you're getting a good one um, in order to, to do that. And, you know, I know we have listeners, or you have listeners around the world and many different continents, so I hesitate to give, you know, brand names or right. specific recommendations right. um, because sourcing may be an issue for something that's useful for you for US based folks that's not not available around the world but if you have any questions about that we can we can certainly um, we can certainly do our best to answer that through email as well but but in short yes quality matters and each of those have active ingredients you want to make sure you have it's a functional part of that herb and one thing is if I'll just give you an example if you get a liquid echinacea um, when you take the liquid echinacea, it should tingle on your tongue. So if you keep it in your mouth for about five to ten seconds, mm-hmm. you should feel your tongue almost like tingling. And that's a sign it's having an effect. If, and that should be a strong, strong tingling sensation. Mm-hmm. If you don't get that, that may not be high in the, uh, the nutrients in echinacea that, um, um, that, are, that are having that, that positive effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, with you know with echinacea, it's uh, there's a, there's many different um, uh, there's a group of different um, functional components that sort of make it work. Um, and there's one of those is alkalinamides, um, and then there's some caffeic acid derivatives. Um, there's a few of those as well. So anyway, there's a series of different components, um, but that those are what you want to look for. They give it that tingling sensation in your mouth. So you should basically, you have good echinacea, you should be able to taste it. Just like if you have good garlic, garlic should smell. <laughs> and that's kind of high analysis mm-hmm. content. And if the garlic doesn't smell or it's odorless garlic, uh, that's the problem because that means you don't have the allison. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the, the next step we'll talk about is foods. So these are foods are all healing to the immune system. So the first one is bone broth. This mm-hmm. is something you can buy. Um, at a store, but you can also make you slow boil some bones for between 12 and 24, maybe even up to 36 hours on, on low heat, add some vegetables to it, and it makes a healing, healing bone broth, which is fantastic uh, for so, so many things. Um, it's a great source of natural collagen. It's very high in calcium, which is very important for immune function. It also gives you a lot of great nutrients you need for your immune system. 
Uh, other healing foods include lemons, limes are great. Onions are high naturally in something called quercetin, uh, which is really good for immune systems. Specifically, quercetin has some antiviral um, activity. And again, onion, along with garlic mentioned, you could leave out on your counter and have a beneficial effect in terms of, um, you know, it'll interact with, you know, viruses floating around in the air and begin to purify what's sitting there. Apple cider and vinegar are also, apple cider vinegar as well as ginger are both healing, um, immune supporting uh, foods as well as, you know, ginger would be an herb as well. Um, and then uh, mushrooms um, are really important in immune health. Uh, and specific ones are antiviral like shiitake, maitake, oyster mushrooms, and reishi. Um, and then I just came across this last week that uh, researchers in the Philippines and the United States are um, are beginning to study, you know, coconut oil as a functional food, potentially as a as a treatment or prevention of COVID-19. Um, that'll take a while to shake out. But what we do know now is coconut oil, virgin coconut oil, um, has some known antiviral um, components. So adding some of that to our diet um, at a time like this would be nothing but helpful and something that, that I'm currently doing um, in addition, adding to my diet as well. Mm. I could practically hear one of my sisters listening to this and clapping and said, finally, somebody figured that out. <laughs> She's a big prophet. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's, it's all these foods that have, yeah, yeah, you're, you're so right. Neville. It's like there's so many foods that have healing components in there that yes. if you just bother to look, um, we just bother to look why these foods are so popular in different healing traditions around the world. Mm -hmm. um, most of it, there's some very good reasons underlying it. And you know, now some some research is beginning to be done to catch up, uh, to look at, hey, you know, why has this culture used this food and done this well for so long? Mm -hmm. And often what they're looking at is when they, when they start to research that, they actually find it has some amazing therapeutic components that they didn't realize um, before studying it. Uh, Dr. Griffin, I want to be respectful of your time because I know that you have to rush. You still have a, another item that I'd love for you to cover here and to tell us how to get into contact with you if you, if you can afford the time. Yeah, and, yeah, I, I sure can. And, and this one is just more of a case report. It's something I came across that I just thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. um, hospitals in China have are, are beginning to investigate using um, high protease enzymes, and protease are enzymes that support the digestion of protein. Um, and there's some case reports that the virus becomes deactivated um, in the presence of high-dose enzymes that prevent it from docking on the lungs, mm -hmm. which is where you get the characteristic symptoms of high cough and or, or dry cough and predisposing to some of the pneumonia-type symptoms. So that's something that um, something I have my attention on. It's just something to follow, but I'll just pass on to your listeners. I, I wouldn't see that so much as um, a preventative, but just something I'm keeping my attention on, um, you know, as possible, uh, you know, as a possible thing that, that could be useful in the future. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So if anyone needs to ask any questions, can you give them your email number again? And if you are willing to give your phone number, that's as well. Yeah, you sure can. It's the, the, the office email is office, O-F-F-I-C-E, at Crippen Wellness. Again, that's C-R-I-P-P-E-N, wellness.com. Or you could 
phone, or you can actually text this number as well. It's set up to receive both phone calls and text messages uh, at our office, which is uh, country code 1. Um, we are based here in the United States, outside of Dallas, and it's 940-241-7174. And, you know, if you text or email us, we'll do our best to get back to you uh, within one business day. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I just really, just sort of as a final thought, I just hope, um, I really think, you know, you know, one way to look at it is this, we talked about having a death rate of 1% or 5% or up to 10% for different conditions. You know, and, you know, the numbers are still developing, but maybe maybe somewhere between, you know, a couple percent and up to 20% end up in the hospital. But what that means is 80% of the people don't. And what I think is the way this thing's growing, um, um, we're probably all, we all run a high likelihood of being exposed to it. Now, that doesn't mean we're all going to get it, and I don't think we will. But I do think there's a high likelihood that one of the three to 500 people closest to us in our life will have it. And that depends where you are in the world and how many people you're in contact with. But I think it's likely we're, we're all going to know someone fairly close to us who's have it. And I think there's a high likelihood many of us will be exposed to it over time. But that doesn't mean we have to get it. So the, the message I'm sharing with my patients is how can we put you in the top 80% of all patients, which means when you're exposed, you do the best to fight this off as well as you can. You're as healthy as you can possibly be. Your immune system is as strong as you can possibly, and we just give you the best chance to come out of this because this is a time that's unprecedented in most of our lives, and it is a time of a lot of fear. It can be a time of anxiety, but I also, one thing I'm, you know, asking my patients to look at is looking at it as a time of hope and opportunity, um, sort of, you know, and the Chinese character for crisis is the same as the Chinese character for opportunity. Right. Um, they don't really differentiate between the two. So this, we are definitely facing a public health crisis um, locally, nationally, and, and really in many, many countries around the world. But I also think it's an incredible opportunity um, for all of us to just sort of reevaluate um, many things and specifically to put more focus on our health, more focused on those who are close to us, those we love, and really take take this time um, of quarantine for many, really just to sort of press pause and sort of just really, really look at what could be good about this and how could you use this time to make yourself a better sort of resilient person and um, and look for what what could be the message of hope and what could be the benefit that comes out of these trying times. That's awesome, Dr. Griffin. I'm so glad that you were willing to share your time with us and give us these specifics and full of hope, love, and joy. Thank you so much. Absolutely, Neville. It's a pleasure as always to talk to you and, and to share this with your audience. And I really hope, uh, really hope it's helpful for them and their loved ones as well. Appreciate it. Thank you. The Journey is available free on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Rio Sports Radio, and several of your favorite internet platforms. Download, embed, and share via any of the social media you love. You can also find us on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Blueberry, 
or the journey live in your neck of the neighborhood. See you next week. <laughs>